And that was the Like Trees Walking theme song. And this is NPR. I'm J. Michael Nelson. And I'm a, Nina Totenberg. On a, on a <laughs> rainy, rainy Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed No, this is Like Trees Walking, and I am Michael J. Nelson, and you are... I am uh, Pastor David Berge. But we thought you needed a little of that sort of soothing, quiet time, the, the NPR way. You know how when you turn on... <laughs> You're like searching radio stations and you turn on NPR and like nothing happens and you wait for a second in your car and you're going, oh, my radio is obviously not functioning. <laughs> and then you'll hear the low and dulcet tones of one of their hosts going, and that was, you know, and then then it resumes. But they are so comfortable with uh, dead airtime. Yeah. Uh, see, they sort of give light of what we were kind of you were talking about before, where it's like, don't have, never have any dead air. The pros never give you any dead air. So just talk and fill. Right. And That's because we're more like shock jocks. We are. We're out there for the We are. For we the are. Cheap we are much more AM radio than the respectable, uh, the respectable folks over at National Public Radio. So that's right. No, and it, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Let's have a proper intro. This is like trees walking. This is the podcast where we talk about the big issues in life. Um, you know, all the things that confront us as human beings. We do it from a Christian perspective, and we try not to take ourselves too seriously. seriously. And we, uh, as you always say, Mike, we we. Um, welcome all comers, and I, I think uh, a couple of the reviews I've seen recently have been from folks who indicate that they're not, you know, um, uh, Christians. Uh, they don't come from that perspective, but that they still appreciate that it's a that it's um, that we're not overly bearing or sort of uh, like that we we speak in good faith. And when we say, you know, we we welcome folks to listen to us who might not agree with us or or come from our same you know perspective, theological perspective, that um, that they at least feel like we're fairly stating the argument and 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 fairly representing you know what they might think not just casting aspersions and being like can you believe those idiots right so yeah. that's what we don't want to be yeah and that uh those reviews that you speak of they made me feel really good so thank you for those i mean that's kind of as our mission we're we're truthful about that and i think we're pretty upfront about it yeah and so to read that it, it, like reflecting back on us is like oh that's cool that's yeah what, that's what we wanted yeah that's much better than like you know the ten times I've made up a different alias and left a review for us. Are you you're sock puppeting our own site? <laughs> no, is that the term for no, it? Is that... No, only very, <laughs> only very gently. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, those those really are encouraging for us in terms of what we're doing. So thank you so much. Um, and and uh, and you're gonna keep getting more of the same from us when it comes to being. Um, you know, we have our perspective, but we really want to uh, have a table at the marketplace stall of ideas. <laughs> All right. Chair. Okay, whatever. Keep mocking me for my catchphrase, which yes. was Byzantine and hard to explain. But uh, let's tell them what we have on the show today. We have, of course, our big question of the day. Yes. Which is our stock and trade. And then uh, we also have, uh, coming up in the second half of the show, we're revisiting a department. And let's just put it out on the table. It's... The why doesn't Mike like department by popular request? We one of the reviews said they wanted more of that, and so it's like, who are we to deny giving the people what they want? <laughs> That's right, bread, circuses, and why doesn't Mike like? And this is a this one to, for me. Just it, it's I'm so excited to talk about it because it it touches on everything. Mike, I Nelson. can see your eyes lighting up as you look at me, and you're able to mock me for my eccentricities. Yes, and I'm, I'm happy. I was, again, it's <laughs> let's take all comers. People who think I'm normal and people who think I'm weird are all welcome yeah, to yeah, the table. Yes, yes. So that's coming up a little later, but right now let's get to the big question. Yeah, let's get to the meat question. And uh, this is a big one. It came up recently. Um, 
but it's uh, you know it's it's a uh, it's a big and weighty one, and so I'm going to throw it right over to you. All right, toss it, it toss it up like a softball. Yeah. Okay. So let's say we have been successful, we or anyone, in um, talking to a friend or uh, you know sort of walking alongside a person and explaining what Christianity is, and they soften. They are uh, they're open to the ideas, and then one day they go, you know what? I think I'm kind of on board. Now what? Yeah. So that is the question to you, Pastor. I'm throwing it over to you because it's this is way above my pay grade. Oh, please, say. you you'll have you'll have your own thoughts, I'm <laughs> sure. But I think that this is and like a maybe an off neglected piece of 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 what comes with. Um, you know, what we call apologetics, which is just explaining the Christian faith to someone who who doesn't share it. And so you're like, wow, you know, there's oftentimes this thought that you're, you're like never going to be successful in that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, of course. Uh, uh, it's like when you're trying to, you know, uh, a crude analogy, trying to make a sale, but you're like, this person's never going to buy the product. Like, uh, we're, yeah, we're basically uh, Gil from The Simpsons. Old Gil's uh, got Old Gil's, yeah, he's trying to convert <laughs> you, but it's not working. I just need one more soul for the kingdom. Of... Right. No, no, I mean, but seriously, that, 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 like, uh, you know, as as convicted Christians, like uh, in the sense that this is our our core conviction that this is true. You know, the the message that Jesus um, shared and the message about him are true, and they are foundational for our whole existence and the existence of everything and everyone. Like, uh, you know that that to say, like when someone comes around to res- respond to that, like we shouldn't be surprised because this is good news. And so what do you do? Yeah, you've you've heard this, you go, you know, this Christianity thing like it makes enough sense for me to be like I'm I'm on board with this. I'm I'm on board with Jesus. I want to become his follower like this 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 is true and so I'm committed to to taking this path and pursuing this truth and I believe this. So what do you do at that point? And I think uh, what's really helpful for me to to remember is that the core message of Jesus itself is asking for a response. It's eliciting a response. So the core message of Jesus, which sometimes we can think, you know, what is it? Peace, love, you know, happiness. Like the core message that he brought in in the gospel, in the gospels, and the oldest gospel is Mark. So that's really capturing the, the earliest um, distillation of Christ's message. And right at the beginning, it's very helpful because it says this is the core of Jesus's preaching. This is what he went out and, and did. And so it says, you know, basically uh, 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 Jesus... Uh, goes out, he begins his ministry after John the Baptist gets arrested, and this is what he starts saying to everyone. This is what he starts demonstrating and saying. He says, uh, he says, the, t- the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. So when he shows up, this sort of time of decision has arrived, the critical time of, of decision, of existential decision for you have has arrived. So repent and believe the gospel. And so those two words are so important. So repent, we think, sort of means feel bad right, about doing, right. you know, which it can. I mean, I think part of repenting is probably feeling bad for most people about the ways in which they've um, sinned or, or strayed or done things that are contrary to, to God's will or God's kingdom. But what that word means really in Greek is it's, it's turn around. It's change your mind. It's go in a different direction. Acknowledge that the direction you were going on before is not the way is not the way to go. And so repenting involves a turning from your old beliefs, your old way of life, your old perspective, and, and it involves a turning towards, a turning towards Jesus in faith. And faith is just saying, um, I trust that you are who you say you are. 
right. uh, that you are um, Lord. That was the earliest Christian confession of faith. Jesus is Lord, which means he's the master of my life. Uh, he is, uh, you know, the human face of the God of the universe. And so he lays claim to my life and my loyalty. And we see right after Jesus preaches this message, the first thing he does is he goes and he calls disciples. He calls the first disciples. So we see what does it mean to become a Christian? It means making a decision to believe that the message about Jesus is good news. And then it means leaving whatever you need to leave behind to follow him. And Jesus says, follow me. And around him forms a community of disciples. So it's a, a commitment of faith, a confession of faith. God, um, I have, you know, we like sheep have gone astray. I've been astray. Uh, your way is is the way, and I trust that uh, I trust that you are my master and my guide. You 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 are Lord. So it involves a sort of a a turning from an old way of life and a turning towards and a confessing, a naming that, and then a walking with Jesus in a community of disciples, which means I would say saying making a public profession of your faith to someone, naming that out loud, naming a repentance for what you've done before, and committing yourself to joining a community of disciples, a, a church. That, that's what I would say. That's what you do. That's what's at the heart of what it means when you reach this point of, yeah, I, I, I believe this. So what does this mean now? What do I do now? And if you haven't been also in the New Testament, we see time and again when someone first believes that it involves baptism as well. So sort of a, it, when someone converts, it always involves a confession that this good news, this message of Jesus is true. The way things were going before are not good. Uh, and so I reject them. Uh, and it involves an incorporation into, uh, into a church, into a larger community, whether that's through profession of faith or baptism. And so let's talk about the, the, the little more practical elements of this. Sure. So when you do that... So, so essentially, if, let me restate. Yeah, Jesus, you if you're uh, you're believing, it, it's what you're saying is uh, not only I believe Jesus is who he said he was mm -hmm. in in this gospel, the good news, um, but that I and because I believe that I am doing something which is I am uh, giving him lordship over my life in some way, right? Yep. And then, obviously, you're joining that community, and, you know, unfortunately, people, the, the bad news is, hopefully this is good news, but it, it might be bad news. You have to go to church. You do, so yeah. I mean, it's, un it's unavoidable. You know, you can't have uh, God as your father without the church as your mother. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that there's a sort of, it's not good enough. I mean, it's a start. Hey, so, I mean, say you're sitting, you know, you're watching at, at, at TBN at home, and uh, and you something strikes you. And so you say, you know, you say the prayer, you go, I believe this just sitting in your, you know, your barca lounger. Um, that's great. That's awesome. It's beautiful to come to a place where you say, God, I reject, um, my sin. I reject the way I've been living before. I want you to be the, the, the Lord of my life. You got to get up out of the barca lounger. Yeah, you yeah. do. You do. And, and, and I mean the, the, the church, um, as community of disciples, as community of followers of Jesus is where we weren't. Cause we, we use this term like you were claiming his lordship over my life, basically saying like he's in charge now. And so you want to live in the ways that are pleasing to him um, and and walk in his paths. How do we know? How do we work that out? How do we learn that? That's what church is for because we hear scripture there. Um, we have brothers and sisters to uh, share, share wisdom 
and kind of uh, help us to understand what that looks like in our own particular life to to um, surrender more and more of who we are and what we do um, to him. And so if this person takes these steps, then how do they know, do they, do they just wake up and, or they say a prayer or whatever, and then they go like, I'm a Christian now? Um, how, how would you, you know, are they? How, how does that work? I'd say, I mean, like, I, I think that, uh, uh, I think that if you come to a place of belief and of commitment, I mean, can, yeah, the question then for me is, can you, are you a Christian when you believe and then you belong, or is the believing and belonging to like a, a church community, a community of disciples, followers of Jesus, is that that's all what's part of being a Christian. So I'd say the belief, which then leads to the belonging, the two, you know, go together, the left hand and right hand go together. So once you believe, yeah, you're a Christian, as long as that belief um, leads you into participation in the life of a worshiping Christian community. So there's no, uh, people can relax. There's no set rules. It's not like a, uh, you know, there's not a 12 step or 10 step or eight step program. It's not like a, you know, a sales conference where do these things and now you're on the team. It's a little more, you know, the things that we said, but then how those details get worked out are, have endless variety. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no formula. I mean, there's certain pathways that people find helpful. Um, but it can look, it can look different, um, different for folks, but it always involves, you know, a repentance, a, a rejection of your sin, a trusting in Christ as Lord, um, and incorporation into a body of believers. Those three elements have to be present for you to consider yourself a Christian, but how those work themselves out, there can, I think, be uh, a large degree of diversity. And I would just add, uh, this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but I was reading um, some C.S. Lewis the other day, and he, he taught, I think it was the screw tape letters, where the Christian is, is worried about how he's going to be a different person. And there's just a, a, something in there, and, and Lewis said this, restated this many times, that when you become a Christian, you're more you than you were before. And there's, there's a worry that like, oh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to put on a... I'm just going to wear a drab shirt and go to church, and then I'm just one of the army. And it's like, yeah, it yeah. just, un- you know, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. There is no, it's, it's, it, uh, the endless variety of things happen, but you are more yourself, and you'll discover that as it goes along. But yeah, that may be a topic for a different time. Maybe. And I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Mike, you, you're someone who did not grow up as a, as a Christian. I did not. And I, so I grew up as, uh, when I was a little tyke, I was a, Catholic, mm-hmm. um, just by, you know, just culturally, I guess. I don't remember it. <laughs> and, uh, then my dad became an atheist, so I jumped on that train right away. I was like, that's pretty sweet. I yeah. don't have to go to church or do anything. So, yeah, my young adulthood, my, you know, cognizant years are all uh, quote-unquote atheism. So I came in, in, you know, my middle 30s to Christianity. So, yeah. What, uh, what did the process look like for you for becoming a Christian as best as you can remember? Like, what? Yeah, was, it was not a lightning bolt. It was yeah. a, a slow process, and I was hanging around some Christians, and uh, it eventually got to me, you know, where I was like, yeah, this this seems right. But then it was a, a really long process of uh, just diving into apologetics to go like, wait a minute, this can't be right. But that whole time I would have confessed to being a Christian, but I would have had these enormous doubts hanging around me. So, um, yeah, there was no lightning bolt for me, but I know a lot of people who there was a lightning bolt, 
um, and they just like they they remember the second that they became a Christian, and there was no transitional period. It was just boom. So it's you know it it varies. Yeah, that there's yeah sort of some people get uh, I think you've said before. Uh, off the air, some people get the download, you know, like an immediate yeah. <laughs> uh, down the whole, you know, faith Christianity file gets it gets uploaded into their uh, brains and their <laughs> yeah. spirit. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. Like, I, I believe this. Like, I, I, I it makes sense to me. And 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 for other folks, it's a slower process. It's saying, like, I believe this and I'm willing to continue in this path. But there's still like there's still things that don't make sense to me. And guess what? Like both of those are great. And ha- like, how much faith do you have? How much does one need to believe? I'm going to say not much. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. like just enough to take that first step towards Christ. Yeah. That's like, that's enough because what you later learn, uh, uh, is the strength of your faith is not the essential thing. Right. It's, it's who it's the strength of the one, the, the, the trustworthiness of the one you're placing your trust in, you know? Yep. That is, that is truly the good news. And, uh, th- I think that's what we want to leave people with. It's good news. People. It is. It's if, great news. It's amazing. Wrestle with it. Yeah. And yeah. so I think too, like, you know, if you are a person who's in that place, um, yeah, like whoever that trusted, like person who's walking alongside of you in your life is, hopefully you have one or more of those people have a beer, a coffee, a kombucha, have this kind of conversation with them to be like, hey, a kvass. A kvass. Oh, gosh. If you have a beet kvass, yeah, it's still acceptable for this. Uh, a, a cucumber, onion, soda, sure, yes, whatever. Yes. Like, have that conversation with them to be like, okay, like, I kind of, like, believe this. What should I do? Um, and, uh, and, and that trusted navigator um, can, can point you in the right direction, you know, which is always going to be pointing you to, to repenting, to placing belief, confessing belief, and to joining joining a church, a community of disciples. Th- those ingredients are going to be there, but your own um, your own journey, your own path is going to be idiosyncratic to, to who you are and where you're at. Well, that is heavy stuff, and wherever you are on your path, um, hopefully that's helpful, but what's going to be really helpful is that when we come back from this break, uh, we get to uh, get to hammer on Michael J. Nelson for a little bit, and I know how people love that. And and even if you become a Christian, you can still do that. You yeah, can that's still not, hammer on me. That's not what I'm, I am very malleable. I can take it. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll take a little break. In fact, friendly fires <laughs> encourage somewhat. So, all right. Exactly. So uh, thank you, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. Um, I especially appreciate after the last appeal, um, so many people rated and reviewed. It, it was just really encouraging to see those. And so please know that Mike and I do do read those. Um, and and uh, and they're really helpful. They're really encouraging for us and other people. Um, you can uh, follow us on so- the social media. At uh, uh, LTW Pod is, uh, is our Twitter handle. Um, the Facebook page is the Like Trees Walking podcast. Um, so that's a great place to connect and interact with us. I did post uh, actually like a link to the book with uh, Professor Gordon Graham after I interviewed him last week before uh, before the election. So um, it's we kind of give you those kind of snippets and extra type stuff there. So it's just a good place to do that and um, actually be able to potentially interact with us. And if you go to Like Trees Walking Pod, Like Trees Walking you can also sign up for our email newsletter. And um, we like to give updates and kind of important announcements there. So thank you everyone who signed up there. 
um, keep on supporting us and encouraging us. Um, we, we just absolutely love it, and it means the world to us. Thanks. And we are back after that uh, appeal from Pastor Dave, which I've already responded to. Mike, <laughs> Mike's already... Uh, I went out and I did what you said. He's uh, got some Russian troll uh, online activists to start write, writing positive <laughs> reviews. So thank you, Mike. That's, that's my job here at Like Trees Walking. All right. So in the first uh, section, we talked about the big issue of, uh, I think I might be a Christian. Now what? Kind of, you know, how to respond to this. Yeah. And uh, what do you have to sum up about that? The response is it's going to look something like repenting. So just acknowledging the, the, the waywardness of one's previous way of living, the brokenness that was contained within it. Um, it's going to look like believing in Jesus, which means the earliest Christian confession is Jesus is Lord. It's claiming his lordship. Uh, the fancy way to say it's saying um, I believe you are who you say you are, and I'm going to listen to you, and I am going to pursue living my life um, for you from a place of belief and of trust, um, because you are the one who is trustworthy, um, and I can entrust my my life, not just this life, but my forever life, my eternal life with. So repenting, believing, and then belonging, finding a community of, of disciples, of followers of Jesus, a church in which one can continue on this path and be encouraged and nurtured and, and prodded and supported. So um, turning from an old way of, of living and thinking, turning towards Jesus and trust, claiming his lordship over your life, and then belonging to a, belonging to a community. That's, it's going to look like some combination thereof. And it's going to look different depending on who you are. Right. And hey, the good news is you can go into a building and you can sing badly with a bunch of other people. That's the, the <laughs> thing that I think we don't talk about enough. You no. get to sing and people don't complain about your singing. Exactly. That's cool. And it's like, you know, it's like someone said, like, it's like bad karaoke. Like that was a, <laughs> that was a criticism. And this is a church person. They, they, they said like, they were kind of mocking worship services as bad karaoke. I'm like, that's a feature, not a bug, <laughs> exactly. man. That's the good that's part. Like the, that's the amazing part. Like, where else can you go? And there's so many other people singing badly that, like, it sounds good. One of my favorite things that happens very, very rarely is when there's a person behind you who's a really good singer. Oh, yeah. And you just see, you, like, the urge to turn around and just kind of, like, I'm just going to listen to you. Like, it's very strong. Gr- you are great. I'll continue to warble out while you uh, sing in my ear. This sounds good. I'll just sort of blend my voice in with you and pretend it's me doing not this. To, yeah. Not to brag, Mike, but I have had on at least two occasions that I can remember had people turn around to me when I was visiting a church afterwards and go, you sang really wonderfully. Wow. I know. Why don't you, you should solo. Uh, you should lead us. No, I should not. You should no, canter. I, yeah, that's, can't, that's a, yeah, my, that's the last thing. My congregation just needs more of me up front uh, being in charge of things. That's right. It's the Dave there's show. Not a, there's not enough of that it's now. It's the Dave show, folks. I can sing. I can dance. I can da, 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 spin da, plates, yeah. Yeah. communion plates, offering plates. I spin them all. Well, you're going to take the reins right now oh, yeah. and be in front with this department. Why New don't you department. explain this? Well, it's a department because there's things that most of us like or do that Mike rejects for various reasons. Hmm. Um, and 
this segment is to say, why doesn't Mike like this? Uh, we can't just make assumptions um, about why he doesn't like something. Let's hear it straight from the man himself. And this is our theme song, Mike. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be. Yeah, I dream to be like you. Why doesn't Mike like Mike? Why doesn't Mike like the things that other people like? Why don't you like them, Mike? You should like them. Why don't you like them? You don't like Star Wars, but we already covered that. I will explain it in this department. All right. So thank so you. So what's your you, beef you. with me? Come on. All right. Lay it out there. All right, Mike. Um, why don't you like the QWERTY keyboard setup? Now, every other person I've ever oh. met in my life, when I see them, so uh, let, and let me just preface this by saying like, oh, um, Mike has his computer out. I need to look something up on the internet that would be extremely helpful. So I go to the keyboard and begin typing, as I've done on every <laughs> single keyboard in my life. You know, the QWERTY keyboard. We call it QWERTY because, you know, the top row is Q-W-E-R-T-Y, right? And, and I start typing. And all of a sudden, it's as if someone's playing a practical joke because the letters on the screen are not matching what my fingers are doing with the typing. And I go, Mike, what's wrong with your computer? And he goes, oh, nothing. Um, I just use a Dvorak keyboard. <laughs> Yes. So, so your question is, after that your, big lead up. What's your beef with the QWERTY keyboard setup, man? It's good enough for everyone else. All right. I'll explain this. First of all, I will confirm to you that uh, every IT guy that I've ever, and they have all been guys, so I'm not using them. <laughs> it's just because <laughs> they've been guys, uh, have been so intensely frustrated. And one of them was this quirky dude who looked like he had just climbed out of the mountains. He looked like a mountain man and mm -hmm. he had a and he would look out through a thicket of beard and he would he'd sit down at my computer and go, All right, here we go and he'd crack his knuckles and then he'd start typing and then he would just do this slow burn turn and just stare at me with hatred like, Oh, are you Dvorak? And I go, I uh, uh yes. He go Ugh, you know, just the weight of the world. Like, what an idiot. We are all that IT guy. Right? Yes. So uh, here's the thing. This It's not so much that I don't like QWERTY, although I prefer Dvorak. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. When we when our kids were little, we would tell them, you know, they'd go, I hate this. And it would be like, I come on, hate's a strong word. You don't hate it. You prefer this. And to this day, our sons, who are now in college and in their 20s, will say, Look, I I prefer not to do this. It like really carried over, and they say it, it. It even it sounds odd, even when they say it. But so we laugh, like, "Hey, you do have an influence over your kids." Anyway, the point being, I prefer Dvorak. It was really just a whim. One day I looked it up, and I real I had a little bit of. Um, carpal tunnel yeah. which is an embarrassing thing to get it's like the wimpiest thing to oh, but it's I'm real man carpal it tunnel. is real <laughs> it is real and it's sort of painful so i looked for a solution and i came across dvorak and it was in like this period of my life when i had a little bit of time where i wasn't doing much else i was just writing a lot yeah. and i thought even if this is very labored to switch over i i just want to do it to keep my brain plastic and keep like, I could still learn something. I can learn a different language. I can learn different typing. So I became 
a child again and like hunted and pecked Dvorak style. And, Mike, and, 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 and just to clarify for the people, what the heck is a Dvorak style keyboard? I'm sorry, keyboard? yeah, we should back up here. <laughs> yeah, no, like you're assuming people know what Dvorak is. You, you, it has no meaning to anyone except uh, you. First of all, Dvorak is Dvorak and not Dvorak, the Czech composer who okay. happens to be my favorite composer who I just went to see at the orchestra the other day, who did the New World Symphony, and it was spectacular. You saw Dvorak back from Reed I Davis? I sat in my chair typing Dvorak while listening to Dvorak. Uh, no, he was a, a person commissioned by, I believe, by the Navy. If I get all these facts wrong, who cares? You yeah. can correct me in the, in the down below or whatever. Um, but he, um, it's a different keyboard layout. The keys are the... Obviously, you have all the same keys. They're just in different places. Mm -hmm. And the point being that your fingers travel way less to type a sentence, uh, a common sentence. And so there's just way less moving and reaching and all of that. And so, so it's, it's supposed a more to be more efficient. efficient. Okay. It is a more efficient keyboard style, yes. So it's actually better than QWERTY. Uh, I'm going to make that claim, yes. That's, it a, is that's a value judgment. That's okay. Everybody should convert over to it. Uh, and frustrate your IT people. How do you, Mike, what do you do if you're ready to convert to divorce? <laughs> you talk to your pastor, talk, talk to a trusted spiritual It is, it is a, a lifestyle change, and it's going to be jarring for you. Uh, I will walk alongside of you and show you how so, uh, your entire left hand is mostly your most used vowels, and your right hand is your most used consonants. And you never have to reach across for that frustrating X or any, you know, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's very easy. Well, and what I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but my sort of understanding of the mythology behind QWERTY, like, yeah, why is our key? I mean, that's sort of arbitrary to set the keyboard up the way it was set up. Yeah. It wasn't it like a typewriter company or something like that? Because with typewriters, if you were too fast, you would jam, um, you would jam the keys or you jam the, you know, things that went up and did the letter on the page or whatever. And so mm -hmm. it was actually to make people less efficient because the machines um, at that point in time couldn't reliably handle that high of a degree of fast of typing or degree of efficiency. I correct? believe that is correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> I believe that's true. <laughs> Again, if we're wrong, correct us in the uh, in the notes. All but right. uh, but yeah, so that's why it's not so much a hatred of. I'm not as passionate about this. It's more one that I'm slightly embarrassed about. However, my typing speed, I was very fast, QWERTY. I mean, I, I mean, I guess on the average. Yeah. About, uh, I don't know, 65, 70. That's good. But that's QWERTY. good. That's very efficient typing. Uh, I, can, I can easily hit 90 on the... So so not huge, but that's uh, a, I mean, in terms of percentage, that's a very per appreciable increase yeah you know i'm no what's her name like doris somebody remember like, like mavis beacon just, that <laughs> mavis was like beacon teaches <laughs> that's how i uh uh i had a a writer once who had never touched he had only written longhand and he had to to type uh and so i sat him down with mavis beacon and he loved it. He thought it was so fun, and he became a, a, an excellent typist thanks to in his like mid thirties thanks to Mavis. Mavis, the, Mavis is is Mavis a real person or just a computer program? I don't know, but he had made he made up then a whole worldview of Mavis and how he was in love with her, and he would always say she's firm but fair. <laughs> so she became a lifelong uh, like fictional character in his life. That, that is, he loved. Yeah. that's fantastic. That's, yeah. a, that's a, don't steal his copyright, folks. That's like a pit that we're doing for a new movie that's right mavis beacon yeah so there you go that's why mike does not like 
uh, QWERTY, but just perf- why does Mike prefer this other thing? It doesn't have <laughs> yes. the same ring to yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. So uh, we'll get back to a subject in which I actually have deep passion next time, but that at least explains my eccentricity. But I think that's right. helpful for our uh, our listeners. So thank you, Mike, for being so forthright and uh, and vulnerable uh, on this podcast. So that's I think all we have for today. Um, it is, but we will be back soon with another big question, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, we will not reveal that question now. You'll have to tune in next time. And this was our 18th episode. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're, we're hitting our stride. This is wonderful. And so, um, yeah, keep on, keep on listening. Keep on sharing. Um, and uh, we will keep on tackling the big questions here on Like Trees Walking. Michael J. Nelson and... David Berge. And we'll see you next time. Yes.